0: Everyone, and Welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 100. Whee! We're discussing 2017, a year in review. I'm on your host, Tim.
1: Happy holidays, I'm Troy.
0: And for the 100th time, I'm Sanjay. Gentlemen, we made it! 100 episodes, and this conveniently falls on the last episode release for 2017. how like this is amazing Like, how did we (laughs) get here coming back from kind of a humble starts into the humble where we are now i guess but (laughs) no 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 we're big big time now it's been a crazy year in nerd we've gotten through our collecting in 2017 we dropped an episode with chop rules with a z Corey from tumbling saber a couple weeks ago episode number 97 yeah and we're here this week to really run down the big stories from star wars marvel and dc and do a little celebrating
2: too because 100 episodes we're, we're pretty proud of that i think right guys yeah absolutely i just want to give a shout out to all the fans who've been listening to us throughout that time <laughs> if you've listened to all 100 episodes good on you I don't know how many of you are out there, but... Just just me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not even me. (laughs) But thanks a lot for joining us on this journey. And uh, we're glad you're here with us. And hopefully the next 100 episodes, you'll stick with us. And uh, we'll continue to learn and grow and love and just have a great time
0: yep always yeah. be evolving that's been one of our mantras of the nerd room is every year we try to do something different we try to change things up we've got some special things that we're going to announce actually in next week's episode some ideas we're starting to kind of throw out onto the table to try to help and push the nerd room
2: into its next phase we're on what phase three phase four by this point oh yeah shoot eh? we need <laughs> <We laughs> to make up our own like not phases we got to come up with something like I don't know what's different than a phase, like eras. See, this is what DC tried to do, something different and didn't work. (laughs) So we're going to stick with phases because we know that works. There's a blueprint out there for that. (laughs) At least people
0: like our movies. (laughs) That's true. We've taken what other people have done and reconfigured it into movies that we like. (laughs) Anyway, guys, like Troy said, happy holidays, merry Christmas, happy Christmas, and overall, good tidings to everyone out there listening in the podcast world. We all had really great Christmases with our families, and we're going to sit here and talk a little bit about what we got for Christmas. That's always fun to discuss. <laughs> How did you guys make out this year for Christmas?
2: Yeah, I'll go first. Um, pretty good. Got some cool nerd stuff, a lot of movies. Oh yeah, I saw. Some, some steelbooks as well. I haven't posted those yet, but uh, Despicable Me, Life. You know, two classic steelbooks.
1: <laughs> the movie. Eddie Murphy Life?
2: No, no, no. The uh, the horror one that just came out with uh, Ryan Reynolds and... Uh, Thrilling. The other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, like you're really into it. So, so not Martin Lawrence and not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, that's a good one too. Unfortunately, Life didn't make my top 10 list, but maybe it made my top 10 steelbooks because it's a fantastic steelbook. Uh, a lot of movies on Boxing Day went Boxing Day crazy, as I always do. Uh, how about you, Troy?
1: Oh man, this Christmas was awesome. This is great. Um, like I mentioned to you guys, it kind of you know brought back the life in Star Wars for me. I got a bunch of um, Black Series. You know, Ooh. got my hands on a nice uh, Sweet Jana Solo. <sighs> ah man, it's nice. I got I got Emperor not Emperor Supreme Leader Snoke, uh, General Leia, and there's oh and Finn. Finn, what is he? Undercover? I don't know. Yes, that uh, was it. First Order. Oh yeah, First Order, Order skies. Oh, yes. Got one of those, and just when I thought, yo, like this is dope, I'm good. I got Jana Solo. My wife hits me. With a crumpled printed paper of Anakin Skywalker hot toys be- being pre-ordered from uh, from a local comic book shop, here. no and I'm way! Just, like jumped out of my seat. <laughs> That's I amazing. Couldn't believe it, man. Couldn't believe it. Wow. I'm just so so happy. So of course, right after that, I had to stick in Revenge of The Sith*. Yeah, you know, yeah. I finished Parts <laughs> back yesterday, and I'm just I'm back in *Star Wars*, man. Like it's it's been great. It's so been did great. you get Through your- collecting, man? I yes, love yeah. <laughs> collecting, right? Yeah, exactly. You
0: into *Star Wars* for almost all three of us, not yeah ah still books yeah you ah, could I
1: mean, dress, yeah, know, yeah. dress a bit chewy, you know
0: right if it it's, comes it's out happened, on cool that day i don't know you're gonna cost so, so did you
2: give your <laughs> wife a uh, hot toy um, or, is, I got her, or is that uh, you a hot photo no. <laughs> 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 i got
1: her um i got her um an original painting original painting from italy so she she likes it you know she a vintage poster. you did good you know, for vintage, yourself vintage. Yeah. wow
2: did you paint it no no. It's oh, no. troy, no. i need your tutorial still the stick yeah oh well Very you know list. just stick around I'll, sh- I'll paint you a picture the uh titanic. no titanic no yeah i want you troy to wear this and only this, this infinity pendant yeah <laughs> yeah we should make that it's like the nerd version of the titanic scene oof yeah we're, we're we're veering off here yeah, really early guys far <laughs> <laughs> just like the titanic was when it hit that iceberg oh boom great segue Sorry. into what i got too for christmas. soon yes <laughs> tim please
1: fill us in
0: again my wife seems to know me very well the theme of my christmas was <laughs> star wars yes of course she got me everything from the supreme leader snoke eb games exclusive on the throne to the visual dictionary i got this gorgeous picture of evan's Hemsworth Thor and Captain America from the original Avengers signed by both of them. Nice. And lots Thank of you. lots of new stuff for the bar area down here in the new expanded nerd room. So I got a whole bunch of stuff to go with that new glasses. The only thing I asked for was new beer drinking mugs that were Star Wars themed and she nailed it. Just nice. it was an absolutely brilliant time. We had a ton of fun. We were here by ourselves for christmas day christmas eve we had some people over and it was a great time for the family and then troy and his family opened the doors to us to come for christmas day or christmas night dinner yeah oh. and so we had an absolute blast troy and i just kind of snuck off into his nerd room down the basement <laughs> and just literally <laughs> shot the shit yeah. we came up with some ideas well troy came up with some ideas he threw my way for what could go down in the yeah, podcast stick around in 2018 so he's kind of spitballed and kind of went through a few things there so i'm really excited For 2018 for the Nerd Room. But we're actually here to talk about 2017. Yeah, it's not over yet. No, and to wrap up all the Christmas talk, we did a Sithmas gift exchange within the Star Wars Commonwealth. And it was something that we all set up. It was about 20 or so. We kind of teased this a little bit before. And unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) Sanjay's the only one that has this gift right now. It's because
2: I'm the only one people like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Sanjay is going to open his on air. Troy's did arrive. Yes, but he did unfortunately forget it <laughs> yeah. so sorry, sorry to guys. Uh, you know it's a special listener yeah, yeah I, I know who it is but Apologies to, to that guy, but yeah, we will sorry, open man. it there. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And mine, I've been told it's coming. It'll be in the Sweet. mail soon. And hopefully it's not sitting out on the porch of my old house. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what we're going to do here, we're going to
2: let Sanjay All open right. up his... I'm going to open I'm this pretty stoked bad about this Yeah, I don't know what to expect. So oh, here we go. Shoot. Here we go. It's coming in from uh, North Vancouver. So hopefully it's not a Canucks jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so opening it up here. And oh, what is this? It is a little... It says, hey, Sanjay. Happy Festivus, Sithmas, Christmas, Life Day, pick one. I hope you enjoy the shirt. The artist is a friend of, let's say yours, ours, friend of ours. Sorry, I'm really terrible at handwriting, <laughs> reading, handwriting. Shane Molina. And the toy store is Toy Traders, the largest independent toy store in Canada. It's freaking amazing. It was a con exclusive. I hope you dig it. If not, here's a pick of Lanny McDonald, my son drew for you. The only (laughs) flame I truly respect. Just kidding, all the best. And I'm Rob. (laughs) Oh, no, he says, And I'm Rob. The stash. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Rob. And turn around, look at that. Lanny Lanny McDonald. That is truly epic. Oh, wicked. All right, so here you go. I'm super excited to open this shirt now. I I was thinking it was a shirt, you know, because I've been. Fondling the package. That sounds really bad, but uh, I've been, you know, cheesing this because it's been sitting on my counter for a long time. So let's open this up. Oh man, this is unreal. So it's a, uh, what is this? It's gotta, you know, get the full effect. It says Toy Traders and Collectibles. That's dope. Yo, and it's a Darth Vader. Oh. It's in the shape of Darth Vader's helmet, but it's not Darth Vader. It's a whole bunch of Star Wars and uh, other action figures. So you got like He Man alien man this is the fantastic in there, Lego. Man. this is gonna take me like three days to figure this out so i see a hulk i see a princess leia jurassic park like this simpsons Deadpool. robocop wow. oh my goodness this is amazing this For is a film buff a, yeah i see a wonder woman a batman a joker <laughs> harley a harley quinn. quinn a spider-man a green goblin I think the whole podcast episode is just going to be me looking at this. <laughs> I, this this looks like a Ready Player One. It has so many pop culture references. This is fantastic. This is an excellent. Oh, you got the two old guys from the Muppets even on here. <laughs> I mean, this literally has everything. This is a fantastic, fantastic shirt and something that now I can wear to Star Wars because the Your last first couple, Star Wars shirt. The first, you know, couple Star Wars movies I've gone to, I had to rock like DC stuff or like. <laughs> Because I, I didn't have any Star Trek stuff, and now... Star Trek? Star Wars, sorry. <laughs> now you can wear this or a costume. This is, this is amazing. Okay, I'm going to put this on right now. Thank you so much, Rob. This is fantastic. This is by far one of the coolest shirts. Must be. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. This is amazing. I'm going to take a picture. And throw us up on Twitter because this is amazing. You did an excellent job. I'm going to pass this around. And so the rest of the episode, I'm just going to be staring at myself wearing this gorgeous t-shirt. So, so that's <laughs>
0: that's Rob Williams from Gen X Podcast. So make sure you hit him up, follow him up, Gen X Swing on Twitter. That's right. Oh, that's sick, man. That's an awesome shirt. He sent me a picture of this. He said, would Sanjay like this? I said, definitely. (laughs) Was he wearing the shirt when he sent you the picture? Yes, he was. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) No, I like it too. He said it's a con exclusive as as well in there. So I think it's a limited edition, limited run. You'll be one of very few that own that.
2: That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, He definitely nailed this. And the Lion McDonald picture is, you know, very epic as well.
1: <laughs> awesome <laughs> That's stuff. Cool, man. Yeah, you got gremlins and Green Goblin. What more could you ask for?
2: Jeez. <laughs> so hold on, I just got to put this on for the rest of the episode. See, oh, size large. Okay, perfect. Here we go. There's nothing better, more riveting than watching or listening to a man put on a t-shirt.
0: In an already hot room. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, Troy and I will be opening our gifts on our 2018 anticipation episode. So that'll be year. next year, yep. next week. And I think we're gonna get the same amount of enjoyment. Oh, I know you are because I know wait. what yours is. I know oh. who sent yours. So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Nice. And so, guys, you know, we're here to talk about as we wrap up Christmas. We're here to talk about 2017 and how it turned out for the podcast and how it turned out for nerdum in general. It's been a, a fairly intense year. A lot of things have dropped. It's been probably one of the best years ever, if not the best year ever, for comic book films in general. We've seen the likes of Logan to Wonder Woman, Guardians, Thor, Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming. It's been a humongous year and it also was capped off with Justice League. <laughs> I forgot that one. So we're going to get into talking a bit about that and some of the biggest stories that we covered in 2017. We're going to run down the top 10 stories in no particular order that we discussed in a lot of detail this year on the Nerd Room Podcast. As well as rank our top 10 comic book films and top 10, or not top 10 comic book films, our top comic book films. And then within that, we're going to actually fall into and rank our top 10 films for 2017 and see how that stacks up against our most anticipated list that we made on January 1st or the first week of January of 2017 to see where things lie, what fell down our list, what came up the list, and how did everything land as far as our favorite film for 2017. Now, before we discuss all of that, I just kind of want to run down and talk a little bit about the Nerd Room itself. We're celebrating 100 episodes here. So we've been doing this for now two years. So it's pretty crazy to think about that. And it's two years of... A labor of love. I absolutely love sitting down every week and doing this with you guys. It's been a passion of mine since the day we really started. And I want to keep going at this. And I love that we've been able to expand in each and every year. 2017, we saw the launch of our website, thenerdroom.net. We continued the MCU retrospective series, we continued the Rebels After Show, Rebels Alert, Sanjay came back to the podcast full-time, and we had an absolute blast just interacting with everyone in the Commonwealth and everyone on Twitter. It's become a real year for us on expanding our reach and our grasp and our discussions with listeners, with other fans of Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. And we finished really strong this year, and I'm really, really stoked About the podcast and going forward and just interacting with everyone out there that's listening that's what we kind of want to do there's this big community within the Commonwealth within the Marvel and DC worlds that we want to continue to interact with because it's a lot of fun sharing your passions sharing nerd with everyone that's really why we started this podcast was we wanted an outlet a creative outlet to discuss things that we all loved and I just want to say thank you to both of you guys to everyone out there listening thank you very much for making all of this possible And making this fun for the three of us each and every week. And coming back and listening to us ramble about Batman vs. Superman (laughs) each and every week. Going on about Star Wars and Marvel and DC and the retrospective series. So thank you very, very much everyone.
1: Yeah, thanks everyone. We couldn't do it without you all the Commonwealth and everybody and, and some of the, the great hosts that we also had join us too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I out to tell you guys, man. It's It's been great. I think this was our biggest year for having special guests.
0: Yeah, we had Corey from Tumbling Saber, Kyle from Tumbling yeah. Saber, Rob Cast from TSW. That's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris from Alpha Comics. Chris from Elf- yeah. Alpha yeah. Comics. Yeah, we've had a lot of people on and we would to continue that going into the future. So we're putting a call out to podcasters, listeners, anyone that wants to come on to the show at some point in 2018. I was talking to Rob Williams actually from Gen X. He says, I got to come on and talk about things with you guys. I saw that tweet yeah, yeah so he really wants to come on so these are the type of people that we're going to continue to bring on to the show to kind of evolve that dynamic and bring another opinion to the table because it's a lot of fun having someone different come to the table with a perspective from a different era or perspective from a different walk of fandom I love having a different view it's like when we brought Rob Cast on to do the Justice League review he mm-hmm. provided another outlet another source of information someone with a different style and different perspective on fandom yeah
2: Yeah, no, totally. I just want to say thanks to Troy and Tim. Uh, You guys open up your houses every week. Uh, Let me come in and nerd it up with you guys. And (laughs) you guys also edit a lot more than I do. So, you know, you guys make this show possible. So especially, you know, Tim's always editing on lunches and stuff. I'm like, hey, Tim, let's hit up the comic shop. And he's like, I can't. I got to edit. You know, he's making sacrifices for us. So Big shout out. You know, we couldn't have done it without you two it just would have been the sanjay show and uh hey we did have a solo sunday that's, that's true yeah that's, that's right yeah yeah so uh yeah so thanks to you guys as well uh, I, if i had a beer i'd say cheers but i just have this water so uh fake cheers cheers <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. <Sucky>. god <laughs> yeah
0: bring me another <laughs> <laughs> now coming with the podcast itself is something that we get once in a while here, and, and I just wanted to kind of run through two that we got here, and that's reviews on iTunes. So if you guys would like to leave us a, a five-star rating on iTunes, by all means go and do that, and we're going to start reading them out on the episode here. And we've gotten two recently. Rob Wade from Talk Stores, Actually, he runs the—I'm not sure exactly how it works, but he kind of amalgamates all of the reviews from all the different iTunes stores and sends us an email. And that includes rankings. So we also got ranked in two countries in the past week. Nice. is we were number 53 in TV and film in Cambodia. Nice. nice. <laughs> and number 46 in TV and film in Thailand. Yeah. So maybe
2: we can go to the Thai or the Cambodian Comic Con. Sure. Do you want to sign us up? Let's do it. <laughs> Provide us accommodation and travel. We'll be there. <laughs> well, there you go. So shout out to everyone who's
0: listening in Cambodia and Thailand. Thank you for ranking us there. <laughs> now we got two reviews on iTunes in the past two weeks and one comes from Matthew Bivens from the United States iTunes store and I'm going to read them out here so (laughs) I love this nerdy podcast this is my go-to geek culture podcast I love it I found you guys a few months ago and now you are my staple whenever I need a fix just listening to your Justice League review. I probably enjoyed that as much, if not more, than the <laughs> movie itself. And <laughs> eh, maybe me too. <laughs> I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> a lot of my nerd friends have gone on to other things. So listening to you guys and hearing how much you know about the culture makes me feel like I'm back in my buddy's basement debating which superhero would win in a duel. Keep up the great work. And that's from Matthew Bivens again. So
2: Awesome. Thank
0: you very much. That's exactly what we want
2: this podcast
0: yeah. to be that yeah. really warms my heart to so hear that cool. review yeah, it's so, so cool. awesome Thanks, yeah man, appreciate it
2: and you guys didn't write that right you guys no. aren't like going in code name like you're not matthew Bivens. No, no 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 it's <laughs> legit man <laughs> yeah, that, that, Matthew Bivens. okay if you're ever in calgary mr Bivens.
1: yeah let's talk yeah, comics yeah, yeah stop by definitely.
2: give us a shout, and we'd love to maybe have a beer and talk comics yeah. unless well, you're a serial killer then don't <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) well too if you ever want to contribute to the show at the same time (laughs) make sure email
0: us at thenerderm at gmail.com we're always looking for contribution from listeners from people that have a passion for the fandom again it's like making this community or making a forum where we can discuss comic books and movies like we're literally sitting in my basement and we're going to be debating over things in just a few (laughs) (laughs) minutes from 2017 (laughs) we also received another five star rating and review in iTunes this comes from David Jesse now he's from the Tatooine Sons podcast. This is a relatively new podcast that's hit iTunes. And it's a father passing on his Star Wars love to his two sons. He's got two young sons that he brings onto the podcast. And they talk Star Wars. I just listened to their Last Jedi review. It's really great stuff and a really great concept. Like uh, having a daughter, all of us, having daughters ourselves and hoping that we can have that same sort of interaction and passing on our fandom to some degree to them. I'm really looking forward to. So listening to these guys, as Tattooing Sons podcast, it's it's a great concept, and it's, it's really cool because it, it kind of gives me those feels like I'm hoping to be doing this someday with my daughter. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, love so it. make sure you go check them out, and I'm going to read his review right here. Pop culture at its best. They love Star Wars and love talking about it. We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about Marvel and DC and so much more. Great conversation insights. Lots of fun to listen to. And the Rebels shows, yes, are awesome. <laughs> Keep it up. Now it's Dave Jesse from the Tatooine Sun podcast. Make sure to go follow them, check them out on iTunes. And thank you very much for the review. Again, warms my heart. Like you won't believe, just makes my day reading these. When these pop up from Rod Wade every once once in a while, I just look it just gives this big smile on my face. No matter what is going on in my
1: day, I read something like this. Ah, it just makes me feel better. Oh, man. Yeah. Cloud Nine right now. Thanks, Dave. Yes, Much thank you. Huge shout dude. out. That's awesome. That's great. I definitely got to check out that podcast. Yeah. That's so sweet. And I got, got to get myself some two sons, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: are you uh, hinting? Or you just, uh, two, two little uh, no, Troyskis on no, the way? No, hint, no. hints. L- no you having twins? Just got married, man. Twin boys? Twin boys. chill up for a bit. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't want to rush too fast into
0: things. <laughs> and now... You know, like I said, we're, we're celebrating the 100th episodes and a few of our friends from around the Commonwealth wanted to, to partake in that a little bit. And Kyle from the Tumbling Saber and Ads, one of the Knights of the Commonwealth and also a contributor to Talk Star Wars and Tumbling Saber, both sent in voicemails. Ooh. So we're going to play them right now, talk a little bit about them. And then we got a special email from our dude, Chop Rules with a Z. So I'm just going to play these clips right now. First one being from Kyle over the Tumbling Saber podcast.
3: Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, welcome to the club, guys. It's the Century Club, and I am really, really happy for you guys, man. This is It's a testament to a lot of work and dedication to the podcasting medium. And not only that, but it's a lot of money spent at cinemas, a lot of money dropped on comic books, a lot of time invested in reading and poring over the details, a lot of time following up on the news. And thats that's not counting time editing the podcast and sitting down and talking about it and scheduling dramas and man oh man uh i know what i i now know what it feels like to put together 100 podcasts and um i just want to let you know that i i really appreciate the work that you guys do It's, it's a cold week in hell before i let your show pass without hearing it uh it's appointment listening um and i'm just i'm just really glad that we've been able to connect we've we've we seem to be peas in a pod here at the Commonwealth, and I'm I'm glad that you guys are a part of it. So, uh, from me to you, and I'm from the whole Tumbling Saber team. Please accept this heartfelt and hearty congratulations for 100 terrific episodes, and my thanks for letting me be a part, a small, 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 small little piece of your show. A couple times in the past few months, uh, it's been it's been a highlight for me of 2017 to be able to talk to you guys and put together something that I think turned out pretty well so again thank you guys for everything for for the camaraderie for the encouragement that you provide us and for the great content that you guys consistently put out Uh, glad to call you guys friends and I'm really proud of your achievement today so keep at it you guys are awesome and I can't wait to hear what you guys have in store for episodes 101 and beyond so that's it you guys congratulations once again and as always Long live the Star Wars Commonwealth.
1: Oh, man, Kyle. <laughs> that's that... you right in the fields. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Well said, dude. Thanks so much, man, for all those great things you just said, man. It's been great having you on with us a couple times here, too.
2: Yeah. It's like when you bring home a report card to show your parents and you got all A's. Like, that's what it's like. And you read the comments. That's you know, I got goosebumps. That was uh, tremendous. Got the feels. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like just
1: watched an episode of This Is Us. Oh, sorry, that's just my <laughs> hand on your,
2: that's just my hand on your knee, Troy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> God, we really
0: appreciate the voicemail. That means a lot to us. It's it's been a blast interacting with your whole crew over there at Tumbling Saber. Having you on the podcast was a ton of fun doing the Defenders review, and you jumping in to do the Avengers Infinity War trailer review as well. It's been like you said, it's been a, a, a complete and utter pleasure knowing you guys, getting to know you guys over at Tumbling Saber, interacting, and the whole Commonwealth in general. It's just been an absolute ride. It's been over a year now that we've been part of the Commonwealth itself. We've seen it expand, we're seeing this thing grow, and hopefully 2018 brings big things. So thank you very much again, Kyle, for that message. That was really, really well received here, and it means a lot to us to hear things like that. All right, so our next voicemail is coming from Ads. One of the Knights of the Commonwealth, a really, really great dude, someone that we talk to all the time on Twitter has brilliant insights over on Tumbling Saber and Talk Store is always throwing questions their way and I just listened to the TSW 100th episode that they're doing that they just dropped this week and he had a nice review of pre and post the Last Jedi, so going into the theater and then coming back out. So <laughs> nice. go over and listen to him there. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's really cool seeing his reaction coming right out of the theater because that's something that is really hard to capture and you, he nailed it there. Going in, really excited, coming out a bit. Uh, yeah, talk to me, man. Yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll drop that voice button right here. Hey Tim, Troy, Sanjay. Congratulations on making it to your 100th episode fantastic i look forward to listening and here's to the next 100 take care bye there you go that was ads ads really appreciate taking the time to send a message to help us celebrate episode number 100 you're a great dude i love your participation you've sent us questions before and i love sharing fandom with you it's again a true pleasure getting to know you just over twitter a lot of these people that we talk to all the time, that I talk to on a daily basis, are people that I've met through the Commonwealth, through the other podcasts, and become such just this big community. And I talk to these guys more than I talk to some of my friends outside of YouTube. (laughs) Seriously, though, almost on a daily basis. So really Mm -hmm. appreciate you taking the time there to send us a a congratulations on episode 100.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ads, man, for taking the time to do that. And I always look forward to listening to your questions over there at uh, Tublin Sabre. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for all of us.
2: Yeah, Ads, thank you very much. That was nice to hear. And such a lovely accent. I love that accent. Right? I was going to say that. I was like, man, is that like Prince William? (laughs) It's like singing to me.
3: Yeah, it's like Ed
2: Sheeran. Or, uh, yeah, Ed, she- Ed Sheeran, you know. You know. Sheeran. Yeah. We'll go with that. It's a generic English accent.
0: All right, we got one more email that came in, and this is from our dude, Corey, over at Tumbling Saber, our collecting brother from yes. a crossover in Quebec, eastern part of Canada there. And this is a great email. I did read this, guys. You guys haven't heard this. I had to read this because it, you know, that's Again, a dude. Gave me the feels. Yeah. I just had to read it as soon as it came in. So here we go. From Corey over at Tumbling Sabre. What's going on, my Canadian brethren? Wowza. Episode 100, boys. You made it through and are officially a part of the tribe. Well, what to say other than I love the show and I've been a listener ever since we first crossed paths. I always look forward to Thursday mornings and listening to you guys on the way to work. I really love the show for many reasons. Amongst those is the versatility of the subject matter from toys and collecting to discussions on Marvel and DC universes, your MCU <clears throat> retrospectives, and of course, Star Wars. Along with your respective knowledge and opinions on said topics, it always makes for a great show. A one-stop shop for all your nerddom news. The friendship and dynamic of your crew shines through, and the show has an amazing flow because of it. I feel privileged to not only be part of the same network, but also call you guys my friends. So with that being said, keep up the hard work, 100 shows, dedication, as well as a love and passion for what you are doing. Lots of material to come in 2018 and look forward to listening to you all break it down. Keep up the hard work and congrats on this epic milestone, the Nerd Room's 100th. Enjoy opening your gifts. You deserve them. Especially you, Troy. Oh, <laughs> man. Spoiler alert. Whoever got you negative <laughs> is surely very thoughtful and a cool dude. Oh, man. All the best. Health and happiness in the near. Have a great show. Can't wait to listen. Cheers with a Z. Nice. Corey, my dude, thank you very much. You know, that almost gives me a little bit choked up. Yeah. Uh, man. I, and I dig and I, it. Oh, yep. man. He's such a good guy. Love listening to him over on Tumbling Sabre. And we've had a ton of fun in 2017 in particular. We brought him on the show yes. to do collecting in 2017. He became a big collector in 2017. And sharing that passion with someone, it's like the same way I yanked you into this, right? Yes, to the dark side. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Sanjay, yeah. I've kind of got you in with the posters and all that. So yeah. sharing my passion, sharing those passions is a key part of fandom. And he's one of our brothers in arms Always out in the hunt, in the trenches. He's sending me text messages. Yeah. Dude, do you have this? He sent me the Force Ghost Obi Wan this year. So thank you very much for being a part of the Nerd Room, Corey. And thank you very much for your friendship. It means a ton to us.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, man, for uh, taking the time again to write such a cool, cool, uh, you know, congratulations to us over here at the Nerd And Much appreciated. You're going to hear another thank you from me coming soon, I'm sure. I just got a little <laughs> feeling, you know, but man, yeah, uh, much respect, Matt dude. You're, you're awesome. And I can't wait to hear more from you guys over at Tumbling Sabre. Keep up the good work.
2: And thank you for taking, uh, you know, your own time to come and write us that email. That was great. It means a lot. It makes us feel like, you know, there's actually people out there listening to us. So, you know, it makes us, you know, podcast a little bit harder. We know that there's people listening and not just porn bots out there. So, yeah.
0: you know who loves Sunday's Twitter account? Porn bots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, like early days when we were, oh, we were yeah. all first shown on Twitter, we get like all these likes and be like, "What's this about?" And go, pornbot, pornbot, yeah. pornbot. What you go porn bot. What do you? do you? Like, it was serious. There was one thread. I think it got like 27 likes. All porn bots. I yeah. was like, man, I'm so popular. And yeah. I was
2: like, oh. oh oh Oh, that's all boobs (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just like what happens in my normal daily life i can't control it just (laughs) porns everywhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys to wrap all of this up like i mentioned earlier talk star wars one of the commonwealth podcasts one of my favorite podcasts on the internet right now is also celebrating their 100th episode this week it dropped on monday it's a three and a half or three hour and 15 minute beast i just finished it up today and i have to say congratulations to those guys you guys are doing just brilliant work and with between hindsight the Talkstars.co.uk uk website everything that you're doing on your patreon campaign it is absolutely incredible the amount of time money, and just overall passion that is put into the TSW stuff is absolutely incredible. I'm honored to be a part of it on TSW Comics, having partaken in a few TSW roundtables. It is Absolutely fantastic! They were able to share this week for our 100th episode. So congratulations to the guys over at Talk Stars. Make sure you go check them out. And looking forward to see what you guys do next.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. Good job, guys. Congratulations to the big 100.
0: Yeah, rock on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough with all of that. It's time to get into our 2017 year in review. It's been a great year for us, but it's been an even better year. For Nerddom, I think. This is probably one of the best years ever. We got a Star Wars movie, we got some Marvel, we got some DC movies, we got collecting comics. Everything dropped this year like crazy. We're sitting in a room that's filled with action figures, toys, Funko Pops that. A lot of them I got in 2017, so it's been a very intense year. We've seen a lot of comic book movies drop, seven really big ones, eight or nine in total.
2: I think ten, because Atomic Blonde is also a comic Uh, book, but unfortunately, I haven't seen that one yet. (sighs) Uh, Didn't make my list. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get
0: to those lists in a little bit, but I thought it'd be fun to run down the top ten news stories that we covered in the most amount of detail. Now, I tried to summarize this as best I could. This is in no particular order, but these seem to be stories that we did come back to time and time again throughout 2017 and like i said no particular order here but number one on this list batman
2: vs superman yes
0: that is number one on all of every our episode the most talked about we've
2: <laughs> been on 100 episodes it's probably been mentioned what 80 episodes you think i think every episode yeah, yeah. at least <laughs> A- at least yeah maybe I'll 107 in there the most talked about <laughs> <on> is <this podcast. laughs> also one of the most
0: loathed ones just
2: wait until you know next year when we're gonna say bring up the last jedi every episode uh, yeah i've I probably will <laughs> all right number one on this list
0: secret empire event this is the run-up and conclusion of the steve rogers as hydra yes. now this brought a lot of controversy to the table for marvel they put their pinnacle character captain america the altruistic captain america steve rogers and they flipped him into Basically, a Nazi was the argument. A lot of people had issues with this, especially coming back to his roots. We had a, a Jewish immigrant that was the creator of, of Steve Rogers. He fought them during the war. He was that upstanding symbol of hope during the oppressive German war, World War II. And they went and flipped him into Hydra. Yeah. And you know what? I never really fell on that side of the I really enjoyed this event. I kind of wiped the kind of the slate clean as Marvel is trying to do during all this controversy and saying that Hydra really isn't Nazis. They don't stand for the same things. They want to take over the world in the same way, but maybe less of the, I don't know, the, the kind of the evils associated with, with the Nazi regime. The strongly
1: survives kind of thing. Eh? Yeah, yeah, so
0: it's a bit of the same stuff. But at the end of the day, I took it as a comic book event. We knew what was going to happen. Spoilers, that all has to do with Kobik and the Cosmic Cube. And they've kind of gone back and fixed all this. But it was a really good event. It's probably the most well-executed event at Marvel this year. Now, Sanjay, I know you didn't really read that. But Troy, you did get into it. Did you like it? I did.
1: You know, the art was a little rocky for me at first, especially with the Ruby Williams and the Tony Stark. And yeah. I did have issues with Tony Stark because it's kind of weird that they, we all knew they wanted to kill Tony Stark, but they didn't kill Tony Stark, but they did. Yeah. And we had the whole, um, you know, uh, computer, you know, version of What was of- that
0: event that led into that?
1: Uh, Civil War. Civil, Civil War 2. II. II, yes. Yeah. Which, that one wasn't the best event, but the art was awesome. Yeah, it was Whereas good. this one is a little different. Um, Steve-O, I think they, they dubbed him, right? Yeah, the evil Steve-O. steve Steve-O. was uh, Steve-O,
2: like the guy Steve-O. From <laughs> Steve-O.
1: Oh. Steve-O, yeah. You know, I had a uh, little mini-issues just because, with the comic book series as a whole, because I feel like you had to kind of read everything. Or else you didn't necessarily know what's going on. For example, I read Amazing Spider-Man. But if you weren't reading Amazing Spider-Man, you'd kind of wonder where is he through this event. And then he takes on some of um, Hydra, like Hydra Octopus, throughout the event. but you'd have no idea that he's doing that. There's little things like that. And I feel like there's a main focal point of the whole comic book that was left out of the main run. But if you read it, then you're good. So other than that, it was cool. I'm still confused a little bit by the two Steves because yeah. the other one kind of came out of nowhere towards the end he was the, yeah there's two steves there's, now. Two, there's two steves but the cool cool thing i really liked was a uh, falcon when he made his return and yeah. he came back um i thought that was really in a big dope big in a big big way and i do like um the alliance of um of uh tony stark's team yeah because tony, tony Stark's team. Whatever, yeah. that's right and then there's the champions team with black widow yeah that team i had issues with but i like tony stark's team yeah all in all pretty cool event didn't mind it, it's, it i think it's a must read especially if you're a cap guy like yourself. yeah so
2: he was legit. Like, it wasn't like a clone or a scroll. He was like... So, it, it had
0: to do... You had to read some of the events. Yeah, I can't remember the the prison that they had. Um, hill. Something hill. Something hill, hill yeah. yeah. Um and, and essentially, they had a cosmic cube that had became sentient. Became kind of this little girl. And what they had done, they had sent her back. Or Red Skull was controlling her and sent her back and tweaked with Captain America's, Steve Rogers' uh... history. And so, the timeline kind of splayed, but then... He was brought back because he was still kind of existing, like his his essence was still existing within Kobik, and then he comes back into the real world, and but there's two Steve Rogers, there's like the Steve Rogers that had that history, like the normal history that we're that we're familiar with, and then there's also the Hydra Steve, so like all of the damage and all that that was done, like it didn't retcon all that away, that all still exists, yeah, yeah. the whole Hydra thing blowing up Las Vegas and all that, that all happened, but now Steve Rogers is back, but there's also still Stevel yes he's still out there <laughs> there's
2: <laughs> one wearing a blue and one wearing a red suit well he had a green that green <laughs> oh that's another suit. thing yeah, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. just a call back to Ranger. death of superman yeah. he had the yeah. red and blue
0: yeah. yeah so yeah like i say we talked about that quite a bit secret empire i think yeah. homebook reading became somewhat of a struggle for for a good chunk of us yeah at the table this year but secret empire is one of the events that i kind of worked my
1: way through and actually really enjoyed yeah definitely more good than bad in that one yeah yeah. yeah,
0: And number two on the list of stories, big stories that we covered this year was Dr. Afra. comic book was a breakout hit. Now that dropped in December, December 7th, 2016. But most of the reading came through 2017 and picking up the momentum. The reason I wanted to mention this is this is an original character that was first created within the cover or within the, the pages of Darth Vader. And this is something new for Star Wars, is having a new character spin out and take on an ongoing. She's even getting an action figure coming in spring of 2018 in the new vintage line. And it's a lot of fun, this comic book, so I wanted to just throw it out there because... I talked a bit about this on TSW Comics with the guys, but we also brought this up once in a while when we're talking about Star Wars comics. And even kind of looking at The Last Jedi here and how things are being done a little differently there, this is a comic book that's taken a different avenue and a different approach and became really successful, taking an original character and pushing her through into her own ongoing. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that in 2018
1: absolutely yeah I still remember her first introduction like you mentioned in the Vader comic I never uh, carried on with her comic book but I've heard nothing but good things and I feel like that's definitely something Star Wars needs to do more of uh, with Dr. Aphra and I'd love to see her one day pop up on the big screen yeah,
2: yeah I still remember when she was a med student yeah <laughs> I'm such a dork.
1: <laughs> um, uh, l- Last thing, do we still get the the bad droids in her run? Yep. Oh, okay, those those two are ahead yeah. too.
0: No, triple zero. And
1: triple PT. zero. Oh, those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: they're really great. Yeah. All right, number three on this list, DC's Doomsday Clock series. Now, this is probably the most or the biggest series to drop out of the DC Rebirth. So that started and picked up in 2016, and now coming to a conclusion. With this doomsday clock. Now, I've not read this. Mm-hmm. Sanjay, this is one of your suggestions going on to the list of covered stories or big stories in 2017. Can you summarize this a bit for me?
2: Yeah, so this is spinning off the events of the Rebirth one-shot uh, written by Jeff Johns and um, The Button with Batman and Flash crossover. So this pretty much is a story that takes place 10 years after the events of The Watchmen end. So I think it takes place 1993. Um, and the world is kind of realized if you've watched the movie Watchmen, or if you've read the graphic novel, um, you'll know this storyline, but if not, this is a slight spoiler that, uh, Adrian Viet, uh, he kind of created the whole, um, destruction of the world, parts of the world. So that way the rest of the world would combine into, you know, um, goodwill and all that. So he orchestrated behind the scenes, the giant squid or the Dr. Manhattan, um, attacking, Uh, the US and Russia so uh, the world discovers that and then they kind of rebel against him and it's kind of a good time for the Watchmen to come back the events around the world are uh, not the sunniest (laughs) (laughs) especially what's going on politically um, in the US and such so um, and this is uh, has Superman in it and so the Watchmen characters are crossing over with the DC characters and uh, Troy, have you read it's a this? Big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's huge that the Watchmen are coming back. They tried it a couple years ago with Before Watchmen, which were prequel comics. Yeah, and I actually like some of them. Uh, Minutemen, which was written by the late uh, Dwan, oh. uh, Dwayne Cook. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Poor um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you uh, have you been reading this? Or?
1: No, no, I haven't. I, I'm still a little bit behind in the Metal uh, series. So I still got to pick up that one, even though I guess it doesn't have anything to do with Metal. But how far are they in this series? Just in
0: issue uh, one?
2: Issue one, issue two drops today. Yeah, okay, it
0: came so out sort of in November
1: there.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: so I got to is, grab those. And this is kind of concluding that Rebirth branding too as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of done as of 2018. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, it's already kind of done. Like yeah. by the previous series of Batman, I think 36 and Nightwing, it's no longer branded Rebirth. Yeah. For those titles. And
2: yeah. I must say... um. DC kind of brought me back into comic reading. They're in a golden age this, right now. I mean, we got DC metal, which is written by Scott Snyder, which is terrific.
1: Yeah. And great Capullo on the, great Capullo on the, all yeah. right. So
2: they're coming back and then you got doomsday clock, throw in a great Batman run, a great wonder woman, a great Aquaman, great action comics. Yeah. The only thing that's lacking is justice league, but I mean, they've got five or six titles. So you got Batman white Knight, which is amazing. I can't say enough good things about that. That's, where the Joker is the hero and Batman's the villain. Amazing, amazing stuff. DC has brought me back into reading comics. Um, I kind of had a lull when Rebirth first came out, but I'm back now with two feet. Can't say enough good things. Get on the DC train.
1: Yeah, and, and for all you guys out there that aren't feeling the Justice League title, I can't say too much, but just stay, stick with it. Because things are going to change and uh, it's going to be a great creative team coming up soon. So stick with Justice League. And um, yeah, I'm right with you. I like the Tom King run on Batman. It's mm-hmm.
2: it. yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're Matt Reeves and you're like, what should I do for the Batman movie? Just read the uh, Scott Snyder run or maybe the Tom King run. Court of Owls, man. Court of Owls. Yeah. Court of Owls. And <laughs> on the flip side
0: of all of that, number four on this list is Marvel Legacy. Yeah. Stick with the comic books here. We saw a big refresh or relaunch or soft reboot, whatever you want to call it, of Marvel in September of 2017. And what they've done, they've kind of spun things out of the Secret Empire event and relaunched everything and they did all these lenticular covers they went back to the old renumbering they promised going back to stories that were familiar with with the original characters and now to be honest with you guys I talked a lot or we talked a lot about this in the past about how this was meant to be this avenue back into comic book reading for marvel i've still really struggled to get back (laughs) into it unfortunately my comic book reading outside of star wars has taken a big hit in 2017 that's something i want to change in 2018 but i need to find my marvel footing again and legacy just wasn't quite what i was expecting or wanting it to be as far as an avenue back into heavy marvel reading (laughs)
2: come to the dark side <laughs> join us tim in dc you we were just speaking glowingly oh i love it. I,
1: I love dc and you know and that's kind of unfortunate for marvel because coming off of rebirth what they did with that one jeff johns run that one book i was yeah. hoping that's what we we're gonna get with legacy and it wasn't it started off pretty cool and then it kind of veered somewhere else and then it gave us the whole surprise spoilers wolverine's back and we get the big f or the big four yeah, Fantastic Fours. You know, so there's a hint towards them coming back. But um yeah, you know, Marvel's kinda of gone back to the renumbering, which is cool. I I'm, I'm back to Spider Man obviously, and Spider Man's back to being, you know, working at the Daily Bugle, but he's like a science editor of some sort. And it's okay. It's cool, but it's nothing nothing crazy. I still feel like they need to change uh the the writer over there from Dan Slott and kinda of move on. I feel like they need to do it with a bunch of other books too. Um yeah, Avengers, man. Avengers is pretty weak too on that list yeah it's dropping for me
0: it's unfortunate because that that kind of runs in as far as comic books for kind of this countdown of this list is that marvel and this is a common theme throughout the podcast through all of 2017 is that marvel's really lagging behind dc dc really hit the ground running with this dc rebirth you guys have spoken very highly about it and we've all both you and i Troy, we've had struggles with marvel as of late well even since Really, Secret Empire was the only thing that really hit this yeah. year for me, and the build into that. Yeah, Civil War Two, like you said, was all right. It was it didn't finish really the way I wanted it to. Yeah, but it was a nice build into what we eventually got in Secret Empire, so it was a nice connection between those two events. But the in between times, they just really haven't been hitting it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that changes going into the future. I'm going to give a whole bunch of books a new chance going going into 2018. But Marvel Legacy, kind of a miss for 2017. Pretty flat.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. 2018. I know I've been toying with the idea of picking up a Marvel book, but, you know, I, you, know you say you're not really, like, digging it right now, so I think I'm just going to stay away until they get their stuff together. Yeah. Maybe if they re- do, like, a Blade book or a, a Giant Science Man thing book, something like that, something different where it's just a standalone story, I'll jump on it. But until then, Marvel, you ain't getting my money. (laughs) Except for the movies and the steel books and that. But besides that, you ain't getting my money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright guys, number five on this list is a news item that just popped up again today. As I was putting some notes together for the show, we got what appears to be our first artwork for Han Solo film. And the big news story about the Han Solo film was we finally got a title, Solo a Star Wars Story, and we found out that... The film had to be reshot, 70% of it, by Ron Howard, and the two directors, Lord Miller, were punted off of the project. Now, this threw this film into a lot of turmoil and put a big, huge question mark on things like, was this going to be released in May of 2018? And it is. So, Sanjay, like Troy's mentioned and (laughs) a couple times here in the podcast— it's time to get that Chewbacca costume ready.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready to admit defeat unless something miraculously happens. So if anyone out there has a Chewbacca costume that they're not using for the premiere, send it to me. I'm going to be hot in that thing. Like, that's <laughs> yes. going to be roasty. I'm lucky I didn't say I was going to go into the Slave Leia costume because that <laughs> would have been bad. Yes, it would have. Uh, <laughs> you do real it. good. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh yeah, send it to me. Uh, otherwise I'm gonna have to try finding these things, or maybe I'll make it like a homegrown cosplay. I'll just get like some old carpet pieces, brown shag carpet, and just stick it on my okay, arm find that. And <laughs> or, or just do what
1: Kenner did, like he told me, just put a big brown sock over you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Worked for the toys back then. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, and Han
0: Solo or Solo, a Star Wars film, is a movie that I'm looking forward to. But it doesn't seem to be on the top of anyone's list according to 2018. It's we're starting to see some, like I said, some promo. There's a poster that was leaked that is believed to be from a Russian marketing outlet that looks Suspect. Yeah. A <laughs> bit. There's been reports that Alden Einreich's acting isn't really up to the standards of a Star Wars film. We had Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Empire Strikes Back. He had or has an interview in Empire Magazine coming up this month. And he had this to say. You have to imagine him in his early 20s. What he was like before he hardened up. We got him there. So it sounds like this is going to be, or they're already prefacing this film with, this is going to be a different solo than we're used to. We want to see Harrison Ford at age 22 or something right we don't want to see something dramatically different from what we know coming out of the last jedi some of the changes have really rocked the fandom a bit and now going back into what you would consider somewhat of a prequel into an era of star wars that we're really familiar with with a character that we just said goodbye to two years ago and that is beloved recreating that character, recasting it all was always going to be really difficult to do. And you had to really hammer home that this was going to be something really special and people wanted to go and watch it. But you see all the controversy that we've talked about throughout 2017 on this. And even coming up until now, like there's reports that I don't really believe this, but there's reports that people are already writing this film off. Is going to be a bomb. <laughs> uh, like, so
2: what are you guys last final thoughts in 2017 for solo? I can finally say star Wars. Now, you know what it's like to be a DC fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I, I, I've mentioned it before. I've never really been big on the idea of doing a solo movie. Um, you got all these cool characters you can work with in the world of Star Wars, especially Jedi's and Sith, and we choose uh, just a regular human. I don't I don't really get it. But, um, you know, anybody that sold the story for me, it's um, the guys over at Tumbling Saber uh, when they mentioned the title. And uh, I think Kyle dug into what the title could really mean. And I thought that's a pretty cool idea, so it kind of sold me. But as for Harrison Ford's character, Han Solo being a little different, I guess it's kind of okay because he's meant to be, like, what, 22, So he would be a lot different than, like, a late 20s because, you know, you, you do change quite a bit. But... Um, at the same time, it's risky territory, you know, because everybody has an idea of what Han Solo is like, that scoundrel. I, I'm coming off of episode five, you know, from last night. I just watched Empire Strikes Back, and that's my definitive of Han Solo. Yeah. So it's going to be tricky. It's yeah. going to be really it's tricky. It's unlike anything
0: they've ever done before, right? Yeah. They've taken characters and and pushed them 30 years into the future with Han Solo, Luke, and Leia. Yeah, Anakin. And Anakin, yeah. all of them, right? They've, they've gone back, and that was okay. Even yeah. Obi-Wan, I think we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. It was, it was okay because you went so far back in time. Yeah. And you had some room to move there because Alec Guinness, he did it, he was great, but he wasn't in those films for a lot of time. You get a real good feel for him in A New Hope. Yeah. But going back and taking an actor like Hugh McGregor and having him do that, you know, 30-whatever years in the past is yeah. okay. But then you take... As a character like Han Solo, it's going to be very, very difficult. Because people, like you said, they have this framework already set up in their mind. And we've seen from The Last Jedi, if it doesn't really kind of conform to that, it's going to be a bit of an issue for people. So this is always going to be a really hard film. You look at Rogue One, they took Tarkin and Vader were really the characters that they inserted from the original trilogy. Yeah. And they did both of those fantastically as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But again, they weren't the main characters of the film. They weren't the, the character driving the narrative. Right. So again, it's one to watch in 2018. I'm still probably most excited about Donald Glover playing Lando Same. Calrissian. Yeah. And
1: honestly, and that's the only thing, if that image is real, that's the only thing that worked for me yeah. is his look with the... I think he had a cape or a pop collar. Yeah. Bit of a mustache going on. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: uh, I will say this. Um, a lot of times, you know, DC fan, DC films always... Every time they come out, there's like a negative story about them. So don't take this too... You know, don't be too worried about this. Everyone said this about Wonder Woman. That turned out fantastic, so you never really know. I mean, there's still a lot of time left, so, I mean, what, five months? We got five months of those out. so yeah, yeah. there's still a lot of time. Don't be too worried. A lot of reports. People, it's hot right now to crap on Star Wars, um, <laughs> so a lot of people are just jumping and making stuff up. We don't even know this is real. What are the sources? So I don't read anything into these stuff until I get something credible and until I see the film, because exactly. a, a lot of yeah. times I've... Well, a lot of times, actually, um, people have shit on movies that I love, so uh, none specifically. but uh... And secondly, Solo is kind of a weird choice. If I was the head of Star Wars, which one day I believe I will be. Likely. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I would have much rather put out, me and Troy were talking about this, a Darth Vader film that takes place in between Episode 3 and Rogue One. And just see him mowing down like random people using the force, like lightsabering, just destroying people. Yeah, Lords of the Sith.
1: Yes, exactly what I want to see. Free the Vader Riding comic off. book series. Oh, that's exactly Give what I want. Give me that.
2: Man. Like you telling me that wouldn't be get people hyped and oh, it'd be yeah, huge. It'd be, it'd, huge. Be,
1: it'd be awesome. That's it, six
2: hundred mil. And
0: it, it's it's some I think Lucasfilm trying to veer away because everything that they've done since the Disney buyout has had Vader a part of it, with yeah. the exception of kind of the new era but they still kind of go back and focus on really similar and familiar story elements right yeah. and i think they're trying to get away from from han solo from from, han solo, from darth vader <laughs> yeah and he may even appear in this film we don't know right
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe they'll have dinner again. Well, well, i heard the rumor has it that tarkin might appear again oh that'd be awesome which
0: would work for me that yeah. makes sense. yeah yeah he's great and we already know what they can do there and it would just even be better exactly <laughs>
2: Yeah. So in this solo, did anyone have like a beard or mustache that they couldn't shave so when they do reshoots that it's in there? <laughs> just just wondering. it will be noticeable. <laughs> We've all got a keen eye into that. Yeah. Now. <laughs>
0: and speaking of which, number six on this list is actually Justice League oh. underwhelms at the box office, but gets a thumbs up. From the nerd room.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is really weird. Um, This is probably the second or third most re- well-received film in the DC cinematic universe. And it's making the least amount of money by a mile, which is kind of crazy. Um, If anything would have made least money, I would have think Suicide Squad. Yeah. But uh, this movie, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's poor timing. If they were overplayed their hand and they thought no one was going to go see Thor 3. So they said, whatever, we'll keep it close to that. And with Star Wars coming out, it pretty much just ate up its entire box office, just being such a big juggernaut and taking screens, so disappointing to see. Um, This could have derailed, or this might even derail Warner Brothers' DC plans, but from everything I've read, um, they're shooting Shazam in Toronto early next year, Uh, Wonder Woman 2 is still a go, of course, Aquaman is coming out next year, and uh, Suicide Squad 2 is filming next year, so... Stay tuned because in the words of awkward, in the words of Cyborg, ride ain't over yet. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking about
0: numbers there. So Just League is set to finish at about 223 million dollars domestically. That makes it the lowest grossing DC extended universe film to date. That puts it behind Man of Steel which made 291 million. Beaver S, which made 330 330 million, that's pretty good. Suicide Squad 325 million, and Wonder Woman at 412 million.
2: Yeah, uh, if you're Warner Brothers, um, you gotta look at DC combined. So if you just look at Justice League this year, you'd be like, oh man, we lost a ton of money. But the DC extended universe, when you add in Wonder Woman and you see the potential that this film franchise has, they've made a ton of money this year. And you throw in Lego Batman. I think they realize that DC is a moneymaker still. *Age of
0: the Furious, too. They, they made quite a bit of money this year. They make, yeah, that's they, they universal. Sorry, but,
1: yeah. but, but when you compare, essentially, what Justice League is meant to be, it's basically meant to be Avengers, and it's it's not reaching that Avengers well, money. And *Wonder
0: woman almost doubled its domestic gross, which yeah. is insane,
1: yeah. like, when you think about uh, it. Like, uh, basically, um, Doctor Strange yeah. has made more money. Oh yeah, Justice League. Yeah, which but is that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Never. No. Never. <laughs> no. It's it's
2: crazy. And I think um, this year, if you look at the box office results, audiences are going to movies that they like still, but you see movies that don't quite hit with audiences, and especially in North America, they're staying away. Look at Transformers. Look at Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, a ton of franchises that made a ton of money overseas but didn't do so well in North America are feeling it. And I think that it's just a sign of the things to come because I think less and less people are going to the theaters than ever before. But it's
1: also the the franchises you mentioned have been giving us bad film after bad film after bad film, Transformers, Mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, they weren't improving their films until actually, unfortunately, I heard the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie was actually decent, but the two or the three before that were garbage. So people kind of give up on the franchise. And much like Transformers and and much like um, Justice League, besides Wonder Woman, the other movies have been pretty divisive rates so yeah yeah Ah, it's hard
0: yeah (laughs) now looking on the flip side of that for number seven on this list Avengers Infinity War oh yeah yeah here we go we finally got the trailer in 2017 and like I said Kyle and I broke that down on episode 96 I think or 98 one of those and it had the most views in 24 hours, beating out It. And it's just shy of 110 million single views on YouTube. Now, that's just the single source for Marvel Entertainment. You add in every other trailer posting that's on there, every other outlet, Instagram, all that. This thing is going to be an absolute juggernaut. Wow. Well, this is already... Spoiler for next week, my most anticipated film for 2018. <laughs> I don't
2: think you're alone in that company. No.
0: no, it's it's gonna be absolutely incredible. You can go back and check out our review of the trailer, and this is something that we're gonna be focusing a lot on in 2017. We were begging for that trailer through in 2018, sorry. We were begging for that trailer a lot in 2017. We finally got it before the year ended, as they had shown it in San Diego Comic-Con, as they showed it at D23. Yeah. Slightly different from that but absolutely incredible when it actually did hit. Number eight on the list. Now this comes as a news item that is continuing and ongoing, but was officially announced a couple weeks ago. So we're not going to go into too much detail here, but is Disney buying a huge chunk of Fox for $60 billion? And... They are preparing to take on Netflix, the streaming service, in 2019. They get the likes of Deadpool, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Avatar, Avatar, Aliens, aliens, all kinds of franchises coming underneath the Disney umbrella. Disney is now probably, or a party already was, but is now even more so, the biggest entertainment company on the planet. So it's absolutely incredible. This is going to be interesting to watch to see how they basically take their war chest... They've planted it on Fox's doorstep, and now they're saying, Netflix, bring it on. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, Disney had four silos or four franchises that they could build on. You had Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and their live-action Disney yeah. that they go back and redo. Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book. Great. ERA. Beauty and the Beast, biggest movies, biggest movie of the year. Yeah. And so now you add in Avatar, which is the highest-grossing film of all time. Yep. You add in The X-Men, which are excellent. You add in the Fantastic Four, which are fantastic. You some work. You <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so punny. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna, you know, pretty soon the twenty dollar bill is just gonna have Mickey Mouse's face on it. It's not far off from that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: number nine on the list. The Last Jedi opens huge, $220 million, but absolutely cuts the fan base in <laughs> half. Did you see its second weekend? $68 yeah. million? Way below what we predicted. <laughs> we were predicting up and around the $90 million range. So the reaction, the word of mouth really got to this because The Force Awakens did well over $100 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. On its second week and this is the biggest single weekend drop for a star wars film at 68 wow wow that's like bvs numbers yes it is like bvs numbers <laughs> so it's pulled in 68 after doing 220 and if we look at a comparison here between the last jedi and the Force Awakens, the eleven day total for the Last Jedi is just shy of four hundred million dollars. That same eleven days for The Force Awakens, five hundred and seventy one million dollars. That's uh a... so they're almost two hundred million dollars apart domestically. Wow in their first eleven days between The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens.
2: Now four hundred million in eleven days, if it's any other film in the world, they're doing cartwheels, they're like yeah. just like celebrating like it's the end of the world. But, but for th- Star Wars... This
0: is far from a box office bomb. Not <laughs> at, at all. all. Not at all. Definitely,
2: but
1: um, Lucasfilm, they have to look at that decision. They have to revisit that decision of having Ryan Johnson take on a trilogy. You think like, so? They have to. They have to. With these kind of numbers? I think you can I mean, the numbers are great. Don't get me wrong,
0: yeah. but... Comparatively? Is,
1: you always um, knew it wasn't was going to be as big as...
0: But, for for sure, Awakens. but
1: that drop. That drop is something drop.
2: else. Right? I, I think the second weekend is more telling because no matter what film you got opening weekend people didn't know what it was, right? So you go into it kind of blind and everyone's was jacked to see star Wars. It got great reviews, like rotten tomato scores at 93%. So no matter what, it was going to be huge. But the second weekend, I think is the diehard fans going for a second, a third viewing. Yeah. And I don't think we're, we still got like a lot. You guys have both seen it at least We've twice? Seen it twice. I'm going to see it. Definitely three times. And we'll at see least it on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I think you guys are in the minority. I think way less second viewings in this. Oh, well, that's reflected in the numbers there. Yeah. Yeah. People people not
0: revisiting the same way. Yeah. And some of that has to do with the, we didn't have that 10 year absence. You know, we're coming off of Rogue One. We're coming off of The Force Awakens. So we're having a Star Wars movie each and every year. So you've lost that anticipation level to a degree. Mm -hmm. You're coming in over the holidays with, you should have that expectation. These are, they're going to be the biggest movies. This is the second biggest opening of all time Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot for us to work through internally here on the nerve room with respect to the last Jedi as we go through into 2018 it's something I want to revisit with people I know maybe Rob Williams wants to come on from Gen X and talk a bit of the last Jedi I've had lots of discussions with guys like Dave Donovan over at on the TSW site and on Twitter, Izzy. and Izzy, Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Guys, yes, guys like yeah. giving different insights and perspectives. I want some more of that. I want to understand mm-hmm. listening to the Talk Star Wars guys, Rob Wade breaking it down today on their hundredth episode. Yeah, so there's a lot of new and fresh perspectives that I'm getting, and I'm trying to find where I sit on this because you know I'm, I'm always going to be very supportive of it. I really did enjoy the film. I do have some issues with a few things particularly the lightsaber over the shoulder but we'll get back into that i'm going to read through the visual dictionary and see what i can bring from that side of things to help kind of bridge some of those gaps maybe they have i know having required reading to make a film better isn't necessarily something that you want but that's some of the ask for the star wars universe and for the fan base as well having that required reading that extended universe material to enhance your experience yeah, overall.
1: yeah i'm curious to see your thoughts i i wonder if ryan johnson himself read that that dictionary Maybe maybe we've helped a little bit. Well, <laughs> we will return to Last set of Jedi discussions
0: for sure in 2018. Yes. I can promise that. And number ten on this list, Wonder Woman becomes the biggest domestic comic book movie of 2017.
2: Wonder Woman. Which is
0: absolutely insane. If you had have told me that on January first of twenty seventeen, <laughs> I would have said You can walk right at the door because you are very, (laughs) very wrong, sir. With the likes of Thor 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2,
2: Logan, Justice (laughs) League. Justice League. Yeah. I would have said no. That's insane to think about, right? Yeah. It's a huge win for WB. This film saved the DCEU because if this film underperforms, the DCEU is dead. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they're coming back. But this is, you know, she's that one beacon. She's that one, you know, holy grail for WB where. 412 million dollars so not only is this the highest grossing comic book movie of the year domestically it's the highest grossing um origin comic book movie of all time and the fifth highest grossing comic book movie domestically of all time only behind the first two avengers and the last two dark knight uh, trilogy movies so she's in some elite elite company you're talking about The creme de la creme of comic book movies. Yeah, she's two hundred million dollars behind Avengers One. Well, you just have to get that (laughs) in. Well, that you add in Justice League, you add in (laughs) Justice League, and then it's above. (laughs) It's, <laughs>
0: yes. it's just no, one continuous I, I, movie. I'm not trying to take away from you know, it. Little, a little poke in there, uh, just for relative sake. But no, that is a humongous accomplishment. Like, almost out of nowhere, We really liked the film. We you know, we had some slight issues with it. But yeah. in relative to other DC films, this one stands above, head and shoulders, above everything that we've seen in that universe so far. I'm looking forward to number two. Patty Jenkins is back. Yeah. Gal Gadot's back. Yes. And they're bringing back, hopefully... That, that th- those elements, those that narrative, whatever they did in there to make this movie one fun, two action packed, and three progress a character that really needed to be pushed in a big way. And they did they managed to
2: accomplish that. So, you know, kudos to to them for landing Wonder Woman this year. What are your guys' thoughts? The sequel is rumored to take place during the Civil Earth, not Civil War. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Uh, so. Yeah. This- <laughs> So what are your guys' thoughts on the sequel? Now, it's rumored to take place during the Cold War in the 1980s in the U.S.
1: Uh, I'm intrigued. I just really want to know her reasoning for, you know, uh, turning her back on humanity, much like uh, Bruce Wayne calls her out. In Justice League. I, yeah. I think
2: he says that, like, you've always been there, but you just never been in the limelight. Like, you've never been the leader. You've been, like, working in the shadows. I think they kind of retcon that from BVS because... Uh, that's Batman's
1: job, being in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying, though. But, because... yeah, no, um, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I actually think it might be even a better film. I think the platform that she can play with now could be a little bit better than, you know, once you get the origin story out of the way, now you can really have some fun with the franchise, yeah. I feel like. And
0: yeah. I think setting it, too, in the Cold War allows them to release all of the bad press and that from just like they're able to go off and do and build their own universe. Mm -hmm. They set up a framework like you said, or a foundation for one Mm -hmm. woman and now having more freedom, I think, to play with one woman character to develop that character and not have like those confines those boundaries put up by the extended universe it allows them to develop things almost somewhat in isolation until they figure out everything in the future and then bring her forward so i think it's a good area you kind of almost segregate the one woman story for a little bit until everything else is kind of on the straight and narrow, on the path that they want to be on, whether it's going through this Flashpoint and rebooting right. everything. But like we said, you can reboot everything to basically Batman versus Superman and leave Wonder Woman alone. Exactly. Like that all can continue. You don't have to worry about wiping that continuity out because yeah. it all happens in the past. Yes. So I think sending it there is, is a safe play and it's probably a good play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Wonder Woman was the highest domestic... Grossing homebook movie of two thousand seventeen, but Spider Man Homecoming was the highest grossing from a worldwide perspective, pulling in eight hundred and eighty million dollars this year at the global box office. Nice, thrip thrip. Yeah, so that was the highest grossing and Beauty and the Beast was actually the highest grossing film both domestically with five hundred four million dollars and globally with one point two billion dollars.
2: Wow, Star Wars will beat that.
0: Yeah, Star Wars got a little bit away. Last year's got a little bit of a run to get that but they're looking at pegging that just over i think 1.4 1.6 billion dollar finishes yet to open in china so it's got it's got a long way to go i say it's, I it'll say, have the legs yeah. we're only in week two week three yeah actually, i'll so. say
2: it'll beat it or else i'll wear a chewbacca costume to star wars episode nine well you don't say nah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, already have one ready to yeah go, exactly <laughs> <laughs> <this> <laughs> just keep making stupid bets until eventually one pays off
0: but overall actually from a box office perspective comic book movies again dominated the same way they've been dominating the last few years seven out of the top 15 and five out of the top 10 domestic grossing films were comic book movie films wow and that's not including the likes of star wars and a few other films that slot into that that kind of pop culture nerd world we're just talking about comic book movies here so it's pretty crazy we had thor the rag Thor the
2: Ragnarok that's what it should have been called
0: <laughs> we had Thor Ragnarok Spider-Man Homecoming Garza Galaxy Volume 2 Wonder Woman Logan Justice League the Lego Batman movie Kingsman the Golden Circle Atomic Blonde and how do you say it, this word? Uh, Valerian Valerian yes, and the city so of a deer?
2: thousand planets oh.
0: yeah, never saw that one
2: but well, you don't know what you're missing
0: <laughs> there was a ton of films that came out this year and a lot of really highly critically acclaimed films you look at the likes of Logan which wasn't Super supported here. One oh one guardians, Spider Man home Thor, Ragnarok. So this was you know, could can we say that this is the best Ooh. year for comic book films ever? It's tough. Do you know, uh, you look at two thousand what, 14, it had 16. the winter soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy volume 1. Right. 2016 you had Civil War. Oh, 2008 you had uh, Dark Man. Knight and Iron Man. 2012 you had Dark Knight Rises and Avengers.
2: So yeah. I I think breadth-wise, yes. Like there's more variety and there's more films and they're all good quality that I enjoyed personally. But I don't think the highest of the highs reaches 2008 or 2012. Um, just because, to me, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises one, two greatest comic book movies ever made. So, <laughs> and then you got Iron Man and Avengers, which are two of my favorite MCU films of all time. So, I'm gonna say yes and no. I'm gonna cop out. I'm I'm trying to remember the year what
1: year was it when uh, Days of Future Past came out because I remember being like that's a damn good year for it was 2014 as well that was 14 yeah we got Days of Future Past we got Avengers
0: no Days of Future Past Winter Soldier Winter Soldier Guardians of the Galaxy Volume
1: 1 yeah Yeah. see that one might and Spider-Man 2 oh man (laughs) (laughs) why couldn't it have been Homecoming yeah no I I think I might give it to that year though I think that was one of the best X-Men films we've ever had absolutely loved Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, man Definitely, definitely loved uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Jesus, that's such a good movie.
0: There wasn't a clear, at least from the Marvel perspective. There were some really great films, but there wasn't a clear like Winter Soldier. Yeah. or yeah. iron man or avengers one type of movie there's a lot of movies that move the needle a lot for particular characters yeah. but there wasn't that one like pinnacle like standout film yeah. but i have to say you look at a full spectrum of films here yeah i'd say 2017 is probably the best ever it's
1: pretty good you look yeah. at the
0: different type of storytelling we got we got everything from a comedic action film in yeah. thor ragnarok we've got Spider Man Homecoming is John Hughes S. We've got Logan, which went a bit darker. You've got your first female led superhero film. You've got the follow up to Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. You've got Justice League, Lego Batman. So you're looking at basically like a comic book movie genre that is encompassing all the other genres within itself. Yeah. And which is pretty cool to see. Like we got kind of something for everyone in here in 2017. And I would say the majority of these films were all recommended by us. And we're all really good. Now I'm talking, I'm not really including anything below the Lego Batman movie, but everything was really well received for the most part. Yeah. And like in those other years, 14, 12, you're talking two movies or maybe three movies. Right. This you're getting seven or six good movies, really good movies. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them, like, Homecoming yeah. changed the game for Spider-Man. Thor, for Ragnarok sure. changed it. Wonder Woman, Logan, like, they all changed that's true. so yeah. much for those individual characters. And that's why I'm saying that this is probably all-encompassing the best year. No, there wasn't a standout, a big standout, but there's a lot of game changers this year. And that's, that's why true. I'm saying seventeen, two thousand seventeen is the best comic book movie film year
2: ever i would say so 2017 so. is the year the superhero film f- genre grew into its own we can now say it's it's its own genre it's earned that title It's an umbrella now like yeah it, it encompasses everything else yeah it's you know when you go to a video store if there's still any left in this world uh if you go to one well you have one yeah besides my house 2 2000 films 1530 <laughs> if you go to a place you know they had a horror section drama section I say now they need a superhero section. If you're any sort of real store... You need to have that now. Well, the closest you can get to that is like a Best Buy or whatever,
0: right? You yeah. go into one of those or whatever it is, the new one that bought out HMV. Sunrise. 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 Yeah. HMV. That's a cleanser, isn't it? HMV's <laughs> H- no, oh, the H-, H-, H and M's H- H- an, H- an H- an H- the clothing. H- yeah. The clone. H- M, yeah. And we won't see the other one because that's a disease. <laughs> yeah. But you go in there now and they've got them all grouped together. Yeah. You have to, right? Like it's become it's it's so big. Like you said, it's five or seven of the top 15, five of the top top ten films. Yeah are comic book movie films—they're dominating. They're propping up the industry. It wasn't as good this year as far as global box office. I think it was 10.6 to 11.3 last year $1 billion dollars hauled in by the film industry. But overall, like things—things things were big here. And when you look back at 2000 from our 2016 or 2017 episode from January of this year, I get my years all mixed up. I'm kind of. Three or four so different That's What happens when you get old? <laughs> Time <laughs> traveling. But yeah. we look at our most anticipated films for this year. You know, Sunjay, we had, I'm just gonna rhyme these off. Sunjay, Justice League 1, Wonder Woman, Dunkirk, Spider-Man Homecoming, War for the Planet of the Apes, Garden's Galaxy Volume 2, Logan, Kingsman, Blade Runner, and Thor was number 10. Mm-hmm. Troy, your number one was Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah, my followed dude. by Star Wars the Last Jedi. Huh. Dunkirk, <laughs> Logan, Wonder Woman, Thor Ragnarok, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Alien Covenant, and The Dark Tower. Oh
1: yeah! Wow, the wait. Dark Tower stays at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, I had
0: The Last Jedi, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Thor: Ragnarok, Spider-Man: Homecoming, War for the Planet of the Apes. Logan, Dunkirk, Justice League, Wonder Woman, and Kingsman, The Golden Circle. So a lot of similar movies there. And what I want us to do here as we close out this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our rankings for 2017 as we're coming to the end of it. So we had our anticipation list. What we're going to do here is we're going to run down individually our top 10 for this year. We're just going to run through the list. And what I really want us to talk about is who are the biggest movers on your list? Who fell the most? And who came to the top of the list? So we're gonna throw it to Sanjay first. What are your top ten films ranked from number ten to number one? Read it in that order for two thousand seventeen.
2: Okay, so my top ten movies. So I have ten Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It made yeah. it on there. Um, nine Get Out. Uh, eight Baby Driver. Seven War for the Planet of the Apes. Six Justice League. Five, Spider Man Homecoming overtook Justice League. Uh, Four, Dunkirk. Three, It Part One. Two, Logan. And one, my girl, Wonder Woman. Wow. So Ragnarok didn't make that list. It did not make that list wow. and uh Guardians of the Galaxy did not, did it? No, no. Guardians and uh Ragnarok and Kingsman and Blade Runner. You didn't ma- even see
1: Blade Runner. I know. It's on your list. I know.
2: When it come in three weeks time it comes out on Steelbook. Yeah. I'll uh, watch it and I'll go. call you while I watch oh, it. Oh yeah, man. Uh yeah, it's surprising me, but Thor Ragnarok, it made my top nine comic book movies list (laughs) (laughs) there's just so many good movies i did enjoy ragnarok but there's just so many good movies and the horror genre really took it to another level this year it and get out were just two fantastic films and they made a ton of money like i think get out cost five million to make and it made over a 100 million in north america which is insane and it is the highest grossing r-rated film of all time now are they both blumhouse too I think uh, no, I it's it's uh, W B. Oh, okay, yeah, Get out was yeah. Blumhouse. Was yeah. Dunkirk on there? Yeah, Dunkirk was number four. Okay, uh, Christopher Nolan nailed it again. Homecoming over Justice League, Planet of the Apes. Love that film. Just a terrific, terrific way to end the franchise. The
0: so Justice League really fell on your list because that was the yeah. number one most anticipated film. Yeah, it, it
2: dropped to number six. Um, there's been a lot of good movies on that list. I just couldn't, in good conscience, put it above the other five. Uh, I liked it, but. I wanted to absolutely love it. And some of the stuff behind the scenes you hear about and you just say, okay, this could have went real sideways. Like this could have been a Batman and Robin production. And luckily it wasn't like that because of the hard work of the actors and Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder getting this out when it was mandated. And I liked it and I liked it a lot. But I was expecting it to be number one and I just like the other five movies more. Yeah. Just came down to that simple as
0: that. Very honest list. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah. There you go. All yeah, right, what man. You got? Yeah, starting from the bottom to the top. Uh, Dark R- Tower is <laughs> <laughs> number ten. Pretty low. Uh Lego Batman's number nine. I you know, coming off the heels of uh, the Lego movie. Yeah. Right? I thought it was gonna be incredible. But I thought it was
2: gonna be bigger than what it was. Like if you look yeah. at the box office one eighty I think is pretty decent. But only like three hundred million worldwide, and this is for like a huge kids movie featuring Batman in yeah.
0: It. it. Yeah, it, it go c- back to a review. There's things you could have just flipped around <laughs> yeah. two scenes, and it would have been later. Yeah.
1: Um, Logan, Logan's number eight. Uh, Wonder Woman's number seven. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is number six, and The Last Jedi is number five. Justice League number four, wow. Thor is number three, Spider Man number two, and The Boss Baby is number oh. The Boss Baby, wait, wait. no, uh, Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my all time favorite film you of the year. Justice League
2: above The Last Jedi.
1: <laughs> I walked out of Justice League feeling like. Okay, obviously my expectations level were was a lot lower. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't even make my list. Right? Um, yeah, no, no, it and wasn't on a list. Team. And and you know what? I walked out of that film being like, that was Superman. I walked out of mm-hmm. Last Jedi like that wasn't Luke. So, there yeah. You, go, I guess. But, <laughs> you um, must have
0: really love Blade <laughs> Runner twenty
1: forty nine. I loved it. I can't wait I to watch this yeah. movie. I it either. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's, uh, so underrated. And um that movie man, bombed as well. It did bomb. The marketing was pretty shaky for that film. It's a pretty long movie. Almost three hours, I think. Oh, wow. It's a, oh, a massive. But
2: Titanic was three hours. Bringing yeah, it back to Titanic. Yeah. yeah I mean, I Maybe know. if they uh, cast Leo instead of, of Ryan Gosling, <laughs> it would have made more. <laughs> and one of Harrison
1: Ford's best performances in a very long time. Yeah? yeah. Or is one woman on that one? Uh, Wonder Woman was number seven, so she's below Guardians. Guardians was number six. That was a tough one for me because I really liked Guardians. I I know people were kind of shaky about it. I really loved that movie.
2: I have to rewatch it. The thing that sticks out about Guardians to me is the use of the colors, and it was just like a fun space opera that was original.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Besides the last end battle with the Pac Man, I didn't care for, but everything
0: else. Oh yeah, you just made. Oh, I hated that. That that part was bad. (laughs) Or
2: uh, David Hasselhoff.
0: Yeah. yeah, it got a little weird. Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be weird. Yeah, like if you ever read Marvel Cosmic, it's weird. <laughs> it gets real weird. Yeah, so yeah. It's capturing a bit of that essence too. So. I'm always going to play some more of The Apologist for Guardians because I really, really love the comics.
2: No, this is something I was thinking about today. Do you think they'll ever release a Guardians film, but it's just like a solo? Like maybe instead of Guardians, you'll get a Gamora film or a Drax film. More like you get a Star-Lord film, if anything. Yeah, yeah. if
1: anything. I, yeah, I don't see the point, though, because then you're losing so much of what the movies all yeah,
2: about. Yeah, you could do I could see them doing like Rocket
0: and Groot shorts. Just, yeah. a like movie, a, just a group movie just 10 minute short of them going out on some adventure i can yeah. see that because you get that. that in that would be kind of cool that would be those really one cool. shots yeah, yeah. expensive yeah. one shot but <laughs> i like that <laughs> well it's funny because speaking about Groot and that vin diesel was the highest grossing actor of 2017 believe <laughs> he, it or not
2: well, he took over the rock yeah because
0: what? yeah because he had fate and the furious yeah, yeah. he had Xan- that triple x thing and right. guardians of the galaxy Oh, yeah, I guess. So, Fate and the Furious, they, those things oh. still do gangbusters yeah. globally. Yeah. And then they did Guardians, which did really well. And this other thing that gave him a bit of, So, yeah, he's the highest grossing wow. actor. Good on. Which him. is crazy. Good on. Yeah. Him. I would have never, yeah. ever. He would have, wouldn't even better probably have probably been in my top 25. No. No. That's crazy. <laughs> if I was guessing that. Yeah, wow. Now
2: I got to see uh, the Triple X2 again. No, you don't. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fine if you don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So, I have kind of a funny list here because I realized that I only saw nine films I was willing to put onto this list this year. I think I only saw maybe 11 or 12 new films in 2017, most of them being comic book films. Yep. So I actually have a film on here that came out in November or December of 2016 <laughs> that I watched in 2017 that actually made it halfway up my list. All right, all right. So that's my one caveat here. I have an asterisk beside number five because it actually <laughs> came out in 2016. I didn't have an opportunity to watch it. So, because I wasn't willing to put Baywatch or something
2: like that onto this. So wait, wait, wait. Thing. So, you've only seen 12 movies, and Baywatch is one of them. Yeah, it was kind of a... <laughs> it was one of those, you know... I think you're just going to be more selective. Like, I could have told you... Day, night, in with the wife. Yeah. And Baywatch you chose Baywatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baywatch? So I
0: would support literally anything The Rock does. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Also, I, like I saw Boss Baby, too. Yeah. My daughter. Yeah. There, you, right? go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Not
2: Not King Arthur, not Power Rangers, not... Mm-hmm. Uh, valerian not no. uh, ghost in the shell Oh yeah, i not only watch those if they king come. kong
0: i did watch king kong actually oh, okay yeah i liked it but not as much as i liked this film from 2016 <laughs> <laughs> that i put on my list so it's kind of a cheat list but we'll go from there we'll take uh, it all right number 10 was justice league yeah
2: at least i made the list yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point you yeah know
0: you know what i didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. That's the, They should put that on the DVD cover. The <laughs> I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was still no Batman Superman.
2: <laughs> Man, I, they should put that on the Batman vs. Superman cover too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Number nine, Lego Batman film. Yep. Movie, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Number eight, War for the Planet of the Apes. I really, really wanted to like this, yeah. but it just didn't deliver on the war part of the film title. Yeah. It really drove me nuts. Number seven, Logan... It falls on there.
2: I want to see this noir
0: thing that you it's posted. It's really cool. Is yeah, it, really cool? Uh, it comes yeah.
2: with the uh, steel book, and so I'll lend it to you. And it shows the whole movie in black and white. and It's just a different perspective on the film, and some of the scenes you pay attention to some other stuff, and you pick it up more. And it's just an interesting perspective.
0: Yeah, I still strongly, strongly dislike dislike the way that Professor X is killed. Yeah, is the clone still in there? Yeah, is it still yeah. There or they cut that <laughs> out? No,
2: but you can't tell which one's which because uh, they're all black. Why and didn't <laughs> Logan
0: kill Professor X? Because he can't. Yes, he did. He, could he have. did kill him. They His literally clone did. teased it the whole film that he was going to have to do that eventually, and then he did. Yeah. But it turns out it was this weird looking. De-aged Hugh Jackman. Oh, so you're, you're telling
2: me you didn't have the feels when uh, X-23 takes the cross and moves it into like an X? Like, I no. thought that's so on the nose. Unearned. All that was nose. unearned.
0: X-23 did not earn the daddy comment. No. Did oh. not earn any of it. No. But
2: he okay in the Wolverine two was that what it's called? The Wolverine, just the Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the girl from Suicide Squad was like, "You die with your heart in your hand," and then he dies holding X-23's hand like they, she called it from the previous movie that was that was amazing but they didn't earn that that was his heart he literally
0: <laughs> kept her yeah. arm's length the
1: At entire times, film but... which is so unlike Wolverine because Wolverine's embraced Jubilee and Rogue and all these you know like younger kind of girls in, yeah. in a normal way. <laughs> that sounds real clear. bad yeah, weird. Hollywood got weird
2: yeah
0: just read the comics yeah. <laughs> alright number 6 was Wonder Woman number 5 this is my asterisk Arrival I oh, oh, yeah. loved this fantastic too. film yeah. loved it Yeah, that's and the
2: director of Arrival directed Blade Runner yeah and Sicario it's, yeah. Cario.
0: it's yeah. so good go and watch it. I rented it, watched it by myself and yes, it didn't come out in 2017 so but close. guess yeah. what? It came out in 2017 for me. <laughs> number four was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number nice. three was Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. Number two was The Last Jedi and number one was Thor Ragnarok. Wow. wow. That's what
1: <laughs> by the gods
0: wow right? odin's beard <laughs> bring me
2: more <laughs> <laughs> so thor ragnarok is your number one wow and i based
0: that mostly i really struggled with the top two here yeah mm-hmm. um, i'm Stormers guy through and through i really wanted to like guardians more than i actually did right but i based all of this on how i felt coming out of the theater. exactly the same way you did yep. troy i came out of thor ragnarok ear-to-ear smile. Yeah. And I was just loved everything they did. Genuine laughs throughout that. Yeah. I had a ton of fun in the film. I love what they did with Thor and Loki. Every character in there stood out for me. Yeah. And Swords of Last Jedi, yeah, I came out loving it, but I had some reservations on some things and some things that really bothered me. The lightsaber over the shoulder, I'll say it again. That almost did it for me. Yeah, the bitter
1: beer face. Yeah, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but then
0: Spider-Man: Homecoming was a ton of fun coming yeah. out of it, and like everything I really enjoyed here. But those last two, that's why Thor: Riden Rock, for me takes the cake for 2017. Wow. impressive! Unexpected, mm. Unexpected, I know. Unexpected, oh yeah! yeah, yeah I
2: never would have guessed that. Wow.
1: wow. Yeah, that's, so two kickers there that Thor was your number one, and Justice League made you list. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, so then I I got here outstanding. I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049 yet no. and have not seen Dunkirk. Right. So Dunkirk was on my most anticipated list and that was the only one on my most anticipated list that I didn't see.
2: So when Troy's done, then he can just uh, you
0: can borrow it. Yeah, we yeah. Son just started a rental service. Yeah,
2: me. 1 a day for movies and the uh, late fees are 3.99 so uh... per hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, 2017 has been a really great year like we said I think the best or like I said 2017 is the best year for comic book films and then when you add in some of these other films that, that came out The Last Jedi, The War for the Planet of the Apes, Blade Runner 2049, yeah. Dunkirk mm-hmm. there's a lot the horror genre really kicked it up a notch mm-hmm. so there's a lot to do and a lot to look forward to in 2017 and I really think it delivered what do you guys thoughts on did 2017 deliver for you guys
1: for me, definitely. There, there's a lot of uh, surprises in there for me. Uh, both, I guess, good and bad, but I'd say more good.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of films on this that didn't even make my list that were great movies and kind of flew under the radar. Like Ghost in the Shell really dug that. Power Rangers. Thor Ragnarok didn't make your list. It was my number one. <laughs> <laughs> like, Power Rangers is such a good film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, and Valerian City of a Thousand Planets. This movie blew me away. If you was that done by the guys that did Matrix? Uh, no, uh, what's the one? Fifth Element. Oh, okay, yeah, Vienn is
1: in there, I think, right? Yeah,
2: she's in it for a bit. If you're into like space operas and distant planets and alien races, which I'm guessing you are, if you like Star Wars. Isn't the... that good, actually? Because I looked at it and I
0: was like, I'm never watching yeah, this Yeah, same. I... is in there, right?
1: That actress. Yeah,
0: she's like the
2: main girl. It
0: and like the Channing Tatum and Mila Mal- M- M- Kunis. J- Jupiter Ascending? Yeah, it looks I, like that's that. yeah. the one done by the guy. <laughs> I, I
2: haven't guy seen that. But, uh, okay, so the best way I can describe that is if you had Avatar, Star Trek, and Star Wars, and they were having a house party and they drank a little bit too much <laughs> that night and they were sitting on the couch and then they started kind of fooling around with each other. That that's what this movie is like. Really? Yes.
0: So it's like three beloved, franchises
2: what? fooling around together. <laughs> <on the screen. laughs> does okay, it, I can buy it. Doesn't okay. quite live like it's clearly not going to be as good as Star Wars or Avatar or Star Trek. But you know, it's got some cool stuff in it, and it looks beautiful. Um, and the acting is sometimes suspect, but. It's it's a ton of fun. It's got yeah. goblin in it. <laughs> like Harry Osborn. It's, it's a yeah. ton of fun yeah. and uh, yeah, emo goblin. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> Kingsman too. Uh, it's a movie that I went to Hall H in San Diego Comic Con. Oh, yeah, that
0: was an experience yeah. for you. I yeah, know. that was, that was cool.
2: something that was pretty crazy, and uh, I, I liked it, but it wasn't quite as good as the first one. So I didn't make my top ten list, but I still Honorable dug it. Mentions. Honorable mention.
0: Alright guys, well, that is episode number 100 in the bag. That wraps up 2017 and that wraps up 100 episodes of podcasting for the Nerd Room. And now we've got a few announcements for next week. That's going to be our 2018 most anticipated. We're going to be talking collecting comic books books and film for 2018. And we're going to write our list again. What are we looking forward to Is Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Aquaman, Star Wars, a Han Solo story, huh? or whatever it's called. Solo, a Han Star. <laughs> no. <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story. So there's a lot coming out next year. And we're going to write our list. And we're also going to tease right now a few things. We've got an idea for what maybe is another podcast. Ooh. Ooh. what do we have here the Sanjay Solo story (laughs) (laughs) and we're also going to be throwing up the poll I forgot to throw up last week and that's going to be for what our next retrospective series we're going to continue with that series going beyond Avengers Infinity where once we wrap up the MCU and the three franchises that we each individually put out there one being the Terminator two being the Dark Knight trilogy and three being the Jurassic Park series
2: yeah vote for the Terminator so I'm i will terminate your franchises (laughs) are your franchises a little girly man your little dinosaur and your does not sound like (laughs) (laughs) anyways that is a negative one vote for sunjay
0: if you guys would like to go and vote i'll leave it up for one week whoever wins that vote will be the next next retrospective series i'm pulling for two maybe one of these uh, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I Just prepare to, to get, you, get terminated. Yeah,
1: after that. Do you really want to hear more of that? <laughs> for a whole retrospective <laughs> series?
0: Probably not. So we're excited to continue that going to 2018. So that'll pick up probably in May, or sorry, June or July of 2018. So we've got a couple months to prepare for that. Start watching some of these films. And we're going to be picking up in January here with our MCU Retrospective episodes again. We've kind of fallen a little bit behind just because mostly my fault. (laughs) It's been chaotic. (laughs) But guys, thank you for being here every single week for 100 episodes. It's been an absolute pleasure podcasting with you guys, talking nerd with you guys, and sharing this experience. So thank you both for being here, being in the nerd room each and every week.
1: Yeah, thank you, man, for all the hard work you put in, all those
2: edits, man. It's
1: crazy. I can't (laughs) do it. Yeah. Can't touch it. But you hold it down, man. So uh, thank you.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us in the nerd, joining me in the nerd room. And it's crazy to think our humble beginnings just in my living room. Yeah. With one mic, uh, TV, and we had to be quiet because my baby was sleeping upstairs. So (laughs) those first episodes were. Not quite the machine that we have turned into. <laughs> um, I think I was so nervous the first episode that I wet my pants, but uh, it I happened. remember that. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just sit here, Tim, and ignore it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you must be a professional and podcast through it. <laughs> and then we got little Troy. Yeah, little he, Troy showed up. <laughs> little Troy the boy showed up <laughs> six
0: episodes in and never looked
2: back. Yeah, you're the Captain back. America. Yeah. Yes, joining. Yes. He was dethawed from the yeah. ice. You know, he's really like 90 years old. Looks <laughs> well, great for 90, yeah. <laughs> He calls me up every day to use how, tell me how to use his cell phone. He still sends faxes to us. Yes.
0: It's not even possible. Anymore. Says the guy that I just got a smartphone in <laughs> He sent me a telegram yesterday. Big thing 2017, Sanjay finally got a smartphone. That's right, I did. Um, Anyways, if you guys like to be a part of the show, in 2018, you can always email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. And Troy is now Troy the Last Boy. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Troy the Boy I'm 87.
1: Troy the Boy 87. And <laughs> sorry, on a, on a sad note, I don't want to end on the sad note. So maybe you can recover us out of this. I just forgot, though. Today is December 27th. That was the unfortunate event of oh, yes. Carrie Fisher's passing. So yes. we lost the princess this time last year, and I just want to you know give out another shout out R.I.P. and I'm gonna go see the movie uh, tomorrow in her honor. Yes, yeah, very nice. much.
0: So she's beloved and she's missed. She was great in the last Jedi, and yeah, it is it's is a sad yeah. day, but it's it's also great that we got to see one last performance out of her. So, yes, yes. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. You're always in our hearts. You are our princess. The fandom's princess. And I don't know how to recover out of that, so I'm just going to continue with. You can always yep. comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages, or you can hit us up at thenerdroom.net. If you've ever got a question or want to be a part of the show, just hit us up at any of those outlets. And gentlemen, for the Nerd Room episode number 100, well, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. And for the 100th time... And for 100 more, thank you for entering the Nerd Room. Uh, bah 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sunjay on Twitter at the TroyTheBoy87, and SunJabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out the Nerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsComenwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.